With the recent drop in the stock market due to many things, including the coronavirus, people are beginning to wonder, is this the end of the world? <laughs> is the stock market going to go to zero? <laughs> and so in today's show, we're going to talk about corrections. We're going to talk about bear markets, and we're going to talk about the recoveries, the timing of it, and what you should be thinking about when it comes to the stock market today. What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show with me, Dan Wendell, owner of the Dolphin Financial Group, alongside me, Tony Shore. Tony, we've had some major volatility lately. Um, last week, we had the uh, one of the worst, if not the worst weeks in the stock market history. People are starting to panic, um, not just because of this coronavirus and the health issues, but also it seems like a lot of people are panicking in the financial markets as well. So I figured we might as well talk about it. We've had shows on this in the past, but I figured we might as well just talk more specifically about corrections and not necessarily about what's going on today, but generally speaking, what we should expect to happen based on history. Yeah. And so, uh, wow, there is a lot going on out there. And I mean, you, you hinted, I don't know if jokingly, but the, the end of the world and uh, uh, just nervous laughter from me at that point when you mentioned the end of the world. Not complete laughter, um, but uh, because people are, the talking heads are going crazy about this out there. Well, there's a lot of panic just about the virus. And then we just have the stock market being impacted greatly from this. And oh, and yeah. so it is a bit of an outlier. But why don't we start by talking generally about market corrections and recoveries? Um, I think it's right. important so, to put it in context. Well, right. And just for to help uh, kind of simplify it, there's bull markets, which is when the market is way up, which we've been in for a long time. And then there's bear markets uh, where you have a huge drop. Uh, then there's corrections, right? right? Am I right on that? That's there's like right. three different stages of the market. Right. So correction technically is a 10% decline from peak to trough in a way. Um, so a decline from the high. So we've, we've had, we're in a correction. We've reached a correction. Um, when you have, I think it was two days last week or, or three days yeah. where there was back to back and from the top to that bottom over that short amount of time, there was above a 10% decline. So that is technically a correction as defined by the gurus, right? So in, and all the charts will show that there was a correction at this time. Um, but they happen a lot. Corrections actually happen quite a lot. And so what I want to do is talk about it in context. I'm going to use some research from CNBC and Goldman Sachs, um, they have a, a very brief article highlighting this, but they have some good charts. It's called, here's how long the stock market corrections last and how bad they can get. <laughs> this was published recently, obviously, because people are starting to think about this. But um, we have, we're in a correction and there have been 26 corrections since World War II. Back when you were a young, really young kid. 
<laughs> yeah, I was not around. <laughs> um, Very funny, Dan. Do you remember when the last correction was? Well, not, uh, not was, saying was now, there, not was the it coronavirus a, one here. Was it actually the end of 2018? That's right. It dropped quite a bit. Yeah, right? that's right. We had we were over 10% drop in uh, the fall of January 18. And I remember that vividly because I remember I had a few new clients join me and immediately get crushed. <laughs> and right. I think it turned back positive on Christmas Eve, if I recall. But uh, September, October was terrible uh, of 2018. And we were down yep. uh, 19, I think it was like 19.8% or it was, it wasn't above 20 because that's, that's the next part. So one, you know, a, a fall above 10% is a correction. You know, if you're down 5%, that's just a bad day, right? But um, if it's 10%, then you're in a correction. If it's above 20%, now we're in bear territory. So I remember that back in September of, of 2018, October of 2018, we almost got above 20, but we didn't. And that was important because then no one could say we're in a bear market. Because technically we weren't, but it sure felt bad because it was a pretty short little blip. Yeah, it did. It was a short blip, but it did. Uh, it impacted a lot of folks. But the market has gained that back, and and then summer had anyway. And now uh, we're seeing this, and uh, you know, some people are out there yelling, "The sky is falling." I mean, I I have to laugh, Dan. I've heard everything from, you know, you have on one end. I I was flipping channels, and I don't know CNBC. There they had a guy on there. Yeah, don't worry. This is uh, this is to be expected, and this is right because the market was way overvalued anyway. I expected to go down some more uh, because the market was overvalued. So that was his take. Then the next person is like, is like, nope. This is the this is the beginning of the end. It's just going to keep dropping, and the sky is falling. And then I flipped the channel, and somebody was on there talking about how it's Bernie Sanders is causing the market to drop, and I la- I had to laugh. I mean, because you can hate Bernie Sanders, but I, I highly doubt he's influencing the market at this point. Well, you can make a case that his policy, that he's the front runner for the Democrat nomination. So his policies might impact the market. So if there is a chance of him winning, people are going to say the market's going to decline. I will say this, Tony. One of them is right. <laughs> Which one? Yeah. 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 One of them is probably right. Probably. Uh, I, I'll go with the, the old Warren Buffett saying. Hey, if you have the time frame on your side, don't worry about it because, you know, it dropped a lot more in 2008, 2009. And if you just stuck with it, you're, you were golden. Well, just, uh, but two or three years later. But not everyone has that time, including That's Warren true. Buffett. He doesn't have the time. We know that. That's true. He doesn't. So, and it's, in, it's easy for him to say because he's got billions, right? So, what do we say to the average Joe like you and me? What about my clients? They're panicking. Yeah. See, my clients, the newer clients, the people that are new to me, they're going to have a little bit more panic because they they haven't seen this with me. They haven't gone through it. But my clients that have been with me and they've seen this, they they know. And and so let's let's talk about that recovery because you were right. We had that. We bounced back from that 2018 dip. Pretty quickly, actually. And yeah, if we look yeah. at the corrections, and I remember corrections, anything over 10%, if we look at the corrections, there's been 26 since World War II. The average 
decline has been 13.7%. So we were there last week uh, in, you know, that just one week, which is rare, you know, that, that it usually doesn't happen. The usual decline is over four months. So you don't typically see, you know, a, a three day period where you're in a correction. So this one is a little different, right? But for the most part, you, the average decline is almost 14% and lasts for four months. And then this starts to come back. And then it recovers fully, meaning it's back above where it started in four months. So of those 26 market corrections, the average has been four months recovery, which is pretty palatable. You know, if you know that, if you say, oh man, we're going to come back and and, and the average time has been four months, you could say, all right, well, you know, by the time the summer's over, we might be back ahead of where we were. So that is what that first guy you were saying is saying, you know, we've been high, it, come, it happens all the time, we have corrections, don't panic, we'll be, we'll be ahead of this in the future anyway. But how do you deal with the people that say, well, the sky is falling, you know, because there are times when it doesn't come back in four months. And there are times where it's a well above 13% drop. There's, and that's where we get above 20. Anything above a 20% drop is called a bear, a bear market. Uh-oh. Now we're, now we're in trouble right now. Yeah. Right. There's been 12 bear markets since World War II, and the average decline is over 30%. Mm. See, and this is where people start to get a little anxious because now if we're down 30%, you know, even with this recent decline, we're still ahead of where we were a year ago, six months ago. You know what I mean? So it's not as though um, we're, we're, right. we're, you started investing and you're down 20% or 10%, um, except for the people that have. So that's the problem with the newer clients that I have that just invested. Welcome to the market. We're going to get started with a new program and then boom, they get hit. Those are the people that have the biggest uh, sourest taste in their mouth. But for people that have been in the market for a lot, a lot of time, which is what you were saying with Warren Buffett, they are ahead of the game than they were a year ago. No one likes to see that go away though. Why didn't I right. sell at the top? Why didn't I lock in gains? Those are the questions they start to second guess themselves. And then what do they typically do, Tony? They panic and pull out. And sell at the bottom. When they should, and sell at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. But um, let's, took a, let's take a look at these bear markets because we could very well fall into bear market territory where we're over 20% down, 30% down. Um, there's been 12 times since World War II and it's happened over 14 months. So it's not as, as if it happens over a day or two. It happens over 14 months or a year of decline. So we could be in a decline for a long haul, which no one wants. And then it takes 24 months to recover. So we're looking at a two-year recovery versus a four-month recovery. So this is where that, but the, the, the way to get there is that you have to be in a bear market and you have to have some sort of recession going on. So all the talk and hype lately about in the politic, political world has been we're in a growing economy, economy is doing great and great. So we're in this kind of weird situation where the markets are experienced downside volatility. It seems like a blip 
and it doesn't coincide with the overall general economy. So that would lead people to say, oh, this is just a quick little blip and it's due to a black swan event like the coronavirus, which doesn't really help anybody decide what they should do, right? No, no, that's <laughs> that's not necessarily super helpful. I mean, it is one take and it's very likely that that could be it. But in the meantime, you know, we don't know if it's going to keep sliding or if this is just the sometimes it's just the feather to push it, right? That's right. And maybe there were a lot of people that were waiting for this to say, I needed an excuse to take my profits. I've been holding and holding since the 08 crisis. Now I'm up big and I've been looking for a reason to sell, but I don't want to. But this one seems like a good reason and everyone else seems to be selling. So why not me? And then I'll wait to get back in. And so there are people that'll do that. And then it'll exacerbate the issue. So there's no right answer. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know what's happening. If I, Because then I'll be on the television like everyone else and someone would come on right after me and tell me how much of an idiot I am. Right? There's, there's always going to be people that take contrarian views to everything. But I will say this. These are inevitable. This could be a unique situation. But I look at it as an opportunity and, and I'm not saying I'm all rosy. You know me. I'm not Mr. Happy-go-lucky. I, I'm a realist. So this is painful. I don't like it. I have my clients' money in the market, and, and they're losing money. Um, but I look at it as an opportunity to stress test their financial plan. If I get clients calling me in a panic saying, I can't handle this. This is too painful for me then we didn't set it up properly. Then we didn't have the big picture plan. Most likely they don't have solid income plan. They don't know where their income is coming from in their retirement. So they're starting to panic because they expected their money to come from the stock market. Um, those people don't have a retire solid retirement income plan. So they're the ones panicking. And I get that. But for my clients, we start with income and, and most of my clients have guaranteed income from a pension or social security they probably have an annuity or something where it's giving them some sort of income. So they're not looking at this correction or even a bear market as make or break. They they want because they have some money where their principal at least is protected. Right. They the you know, their their pension or their social security check aren't isn't gonna stop. Their annuity checks aren't gonna stop because the stock market dropped 10% in a two-day period. They're not, they're upset. Obviously, people don't like to lose money and they have money invested. They they like it to go up, but they don't actually need it to go up. Is that a good way to say it? It's it's not like they it's their fun money, but it's, it's their inflation protection. It's their long-term view money. So they understand, hey, this is going to come down. It's going to go back up in the long run. This is the place to be. And they still get angry and upset and anxious, but they're not overly anxious because it's not impacting their retirement lifestyle because it's not impacting their income per se. So it's better to have, when you say balanced portfolio, you don't mean balanced within the stock market. You mean balanced assets outside of the stock market as well. That's right. right. Exactly. So when most people think, oh, I have a balanced portfolio, or I got 60% stocks, 40% bonds, that's not what I'm getting at. You, it's important to have a balanced portfolio in the market so you have international, domestic, and so forth. 
and bonds and stocks, but you should also have real estate. You should also have precious metals, perhaps. You should also have some income. Wherever you eat, you need that income. That's what I'm talking about. So as long as you're balancing your income sources and you're not relying on the stock market for all of it, then you can have the ability to withstand these dips, these corrections, and these bear markets. And so what I'm saying is this is an opportunity now where you can test your portfolio and see, is this really the way I want this to continue? Because as you get older and older, you're going to even be less tolerant of these dips. Even if it doesn't impact you as much, you're still not going to like it because you'll remember the pain that you feel today. So I think think this is an opportunity for people to really look at their plan and say, how do I feel right now? And and am I, am, do I want to deal with this in the future? Because it's going to happen again and it might not be for a while. It may take a while to recover. Can you survive it? And if you're struggling, then you probably had a bad plan to begin with. And, right. and, and so you have to, to measure it. And I want to also say just not to, to beat on it, um, this is, you know, you got to talk to someone about it and, and get an opinion on it. But also this the other opportunity here is this might be a buying opportunity for someone that was on the sidelines. You know, someone that a year ago said, oh, the market's at its high, I'm not going to buy. And so they set in cash and then the market goes up 30%. And they said, wow, I just missed out. Now the market's going down. Maybe they start to think, maybe I could start getting into the market. You know, oh, to reference Warren Buffett, it's good to be, um, you know, cool, calm and collective in when everyone else is panicking and then kind of be a little scared when everyone else isn't is being optimistic I was paraphrasing a bit there but you know when people are running for the exit that's the time for you to start looking at maybe coming in um, especially for those true. that have been on the sideline for a while yeah true true putting new money into the market when it's low is always a good idea Right, right, right. and yeah. but again, not everyone has new money. Not everyone is um, has was on the sidelines. A lot of people are in the market now. They're a hundred percent invested, and they're starting to get a little anxious about it. And I get that, totally natural. Just you got to control your emotions in these parts, and and make sure you use it up as a learning experience and a growth opportunity. And yeah. and that could be re reevaluating your plan or putting more money to work now when the markets are going down. And and don't try and time it, though. Don't pick the bottom, Tony. We know that. It's catching a falling knife. You you just... it's Catching a falling knife. That's what it's called. You just can't... Good luck with that. Yeah, some people, I'm going to wait till it hits bottom. Well, uh, really? Because how are you going to know that? Because no one knows. But your uncle knows it, right? Your friend knows it. They, Of course, they know it. Yeah, your coworker, right. your uncle, your na- your next door neighbor who likes to talk to you over the fence. They did it. How great they, his portfolio is doing. Right, they picked the bottom in 08, right? They they picked that. Sure they did. Yeah. You know, they missed that whole downside because they were they knew, you know. So don't fall for that because they're just lying. Yeah. They're blowing smoke yeah. and and it's, you know, it's now's not the time to panic, but also now's not the time to sit there and say, oh, you know, put your head in the sand. You have to be proactive about it. You have to think about it. Talk and right. and, and don't let the anxiety overtake you because if you, and that's that's where I want to end this, Tony, is is I want people to realize these happen all the time. They take a while. Um, the bear markets, they might take um, two years to recover. The really bad ones, you know, that are over 40%, it could take five years to recover. Uh, but, I, you know, are we there? Who knows? Don't, don't panic. That's, 
that's the key is yeah don't and don't fall victim to this again because i have a feeling there's going to be people that got hurt no wait and they said oh never again and then they got back in and they got a little exuberant and now it's happening again and they're saying so i said i wasn't going to get fall victim to this again and here i am and never again so be smart about your investing and as, as you're getting closer to retirement take the chips off the table you don't have to hit home runs anymore just stay in the game and hit singles that's the way i look at it yeah there you go there you go yeah it's uh it's tough people want to try to time the market or they want to uh let their emotions make their decisions for them and when things are going badly uh to take everything out which is can be a huge mistake so uh, it depends on your situation, and that's why you need to work with a financial professional like yourself. So, Dan, let our listeners know, before we go, how they can get a hold of you and set up that complimentary, no-cost, no-obligation consultation. Yeah, if you want someone to take a look at your portfolio and in the, in the light of this crisis, I'm not suggesting to make crazy financial moves right now. You know, you don't want to act emotionally, but it might be time to get someone that's not emotional, like me. Uh, about your money because it's your money you're going to be very emotional about it i can be very unemotional about other people's money trust me so um if you want to talk about that i'll be happy to look at your stuff just give me a call that's the easiest way 888-508-5935 or just go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and connect with me online all right that sounds great and listeners that does it for today's episode of dolphin financial radio with our host dan wendell the topics on this show are wide-ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.